So what follows is my uh, first lean gaining phase, uh, really ever, but uh, the, certainly the first in a long, long time. And um, I thought it'd be fun to document. So here's sort of the highlights of it. It, is, it does run pretty long, but um, what's what's interesting is that so um, my starting point, I guess, if you want, is uh, was. At my peak, I was at 138 pounds, 14% body fat. So around 119 pounds lean is more or less what that worked out to. Uh, by the end, I was uh, up to about it, around 150 pounds, so 12 pounds heavier than that, but about 10 pounds gain um, with uh, lean mass of about 125. So not bad about if you believe the numbers about five pounds lean about five pounds non-lean gain the obviously the the lean gains it's not five pounds of muscle that i gained in uh whatever it is uh about uh about six weeks or so definitely not um there's a lot of water weight and glycogen in there as well um, but nonetheless, uh, generally not bad. So this is what what I do enjoy about this whole thing, documenting, is just getting inside my mind and, and seeing all the struggles and the challenges because there were certain challenges that came up that I really wasn't expecting and, um, and also a lot of challenges and interesting scenarios coming up just in my life. So, uh, so here it is. Hope you enjoy. So I wanted to do a gaining log. Uh, this is my, well, it's not my first time going on a strictly muscle gaining phase, but I think it's my first time lean gaining, certainly in this way, and the, the way is trying to really manage my calories. So normally in the past when I've done gaining cycles or, or even moderate gaining type things where, where the main goal has been to kind of either maintain, build a bit, a bit of muscle, whatever. I've never really tracked calories before. This is the first time I'm doing that. And the reason I'm doing this log is because it's damn hard. It's harder than I thought it was going to be psychologically, um, physically, uh, everything it's much harder than I anticipated I as my cut was coming to the end I'm like okay yeah I've got a plan you know this tracking my calories in calories out weight every day measuring my food all that kind of stuff it's working it's working really really well for dieting so I'll just tweak those numbers and keep my training relatively the same and there we go well and tweak, tweak my calories in that like increase my carbs a little bit more and go for uh, caloric um, very slight surplus the problem is one of the problems is that I've been ridiculously hungry I've been more hungry 
in this gaining thing than I was dieting. So, so I've been finding keeping my calories in check has been even harder than it was while dieting. Um, my weight's been going up, but my body fat percentage has been going up. This has just been the last few days. Now, obviously, I counted on a bit of rebound weight. Um, that's normal after a cut. And it's certainly normal considering the fact that my, my target was to, when I was cutting, my calories were around 1,600. So I figured, okay, well, I'll put it, bump it up to about 1,800. But the thing is, I haven't... <laughs> I haven't kept it under 2,000. They've been more like 2,200, 20, around 2,200, say, every day. And my, so, but like I say, even with higher calories, I've been hungrier. And that's, that is a difference of, what is it? What's the math here? Uh, like 600 calories a day, that's significant. So, anyway, I had this thought this morning, and as I was waking up, I'm getting ready, I'm heading over to the gym now for back day. It's my fourth day, only my fourth day into this gaining thing, and I had this thought that, you know, how serious are you about this? Yes, it's hard. It's not supposed to be easy. This is potentially going to be the hardest thing I've ever attempted to do because, think about it, I've never successfully done it. I've always, when I've gone up in weight, it's meant going up in fat. My attempt here is to keep as much of the gain lean as possible with the understanding <clears throat> that even these, fir these first two weeks are going to be tricky. They're going to be a transition period, but also there's going to be some regain, and that's partially because I'm increasing my carbohydrates, so there's going to be, if if my glycogen was depleted, which it probably was to an extent, there will be a regain with fat and water and everything. But it's going to be hard, and I think it's worth logging this because it... It helped a lot when I was dieting down. It helped get me through and make the greatest fat burning progress of my life. So why not try it? Why not keep the things that worked and remind myself what I'm trying to do is not easy, but potentially extremely rewarding. So that's what I'm gonna be doing. I'm going to be uh, logging this process. So yesterday was kind of an interesting one. I think I managed things a little bit better. In the... So my, my weight actually dipped down a little bit today, which wasn't the plan, but it means I'm, I'm getting closer to that line that I want to be at. I want to be at... At the point so what I did was I I made a point for one thing of, of eating more 
like veggies through the day just trying to fill me in and salad at lunch and things and I just tried to manage the numbers of the calories a little bit better and tried to make my carb sources a little bit more like complex carbs and take fewer of the um, simple carbs out of my diet and the other thing was I tried to really make a point of having pro more protein I did up my protein yesterday and I tried to have protein first and then carbs and because that supposedly helps with the uh, for one thing with the so that the carbs don't empty as quick and the, maybe the insulin spike isn't quite as dramatic and the hunger doesn't come whatever I tried a couple tricks like that and I think it worked because in the evening I was like I was like oh geez I need another like 200 calories just to hit my number so as I say I my I was right around like 2,000 calories yesterday which is sort of the ballpark originally I was thinking I would start around 1800 because I was at 1600 in my deficit I said okay I'll bump it to 1800 <laughs> I didn't I didn't ever do that the like lowest I managed up until yesterday was like 2200 just because my hunger was so stoked um, but I think that upping my protein a little bit like in the afternoon what I did was I had an afternoon snack of uh, well basically I, t I made a uh, casein protein blend and had an apple with it because um, apples are well not only are they awesome they're high in fiber so that seemed to work really well to the point where I just I wasn't hungry after that so uh, we'll, we'll see if this pattern kind of works it's now November 30th so I'm just starting week two of my gaining uh, cycle I'm, I always hesitate to use the word cycle because I associate cycle with steroid cycles but gaining phase, gaining cycle, whatever you want to call it. So starting week two, first week pretty successful and this week I've been I've been continuing to fine-tune it. I think I'm starting, I'm hopefully getting to the point where all of the rebound kind of water weight and that that sort of thing is starting to level off because it's difficult it's it's it is really difficult to try to put on weight and to monitor that and to the thing is you you've it's it's challenge it's challenging but in brand new ways and this should be kind of apparent i guess in a way but it's it's really not you know like when you when you think okay I'll just have when you're cutting and you're thinking I'll just have fewer calories and it doesn't always work out sometimes because of whatever reasons one day you'll have an off day and and your weight will go up it might be that you had too much sodium or um, or for whatever reason you're just bloated and retaining water but you you know it it sort of levels out over the week and eventually and you trend downwards oh shoot sorry about that just um 
there was the first snowfall was yesterday and uh just looking out at my car it, it looks well it's gonna need some it's gonna need some scraping off and shoveling off and whatever but it's kind of beautiful in a way but anyway um so yeah, so what it, as I was saying before, what I really didn't count on was that it, managing calories has been a lot harder than I expected. But so I've I've really found value in these methods I've implemented, trying to increase my fiber, trying to prioritize protein before carbs when eating, trying to and and including more protein, not more protein because but making sure to have protein with my carb meals um what else water in the afternoon actually what i've what i did was i i took uh, casein protein and whey protein and did half and half and then had it with an apple because an apple is a it's got high fiber and high carbs so figured that would work pretty well and actually it has I'm continuing to do vegetable sticks in the morning as my morning snack to help keep me full and what else just training hard trying to make progress now because I'm only in week two I haven't returned yet to any of my big lift days so we'll have to see how that goes, see if I'm able to make new gains, new, well, new PRs at least. Uh, yesterday was leg day and holy crap, my legs cramped up like they have not in a long time. So ho hopefully it's all for the best and hopefully it's working out. Uh, the nice thing is I still do have a certain level of leanness I still have my six pack abs and all that stuff so so that's actually a bit nice because I was worried that because anybody who's dieted knows that it only takes sometimes it feels like a couple days and then suddenly all your hard work has gone out the window so I'm managing to keep keep the leanness around a little bit my weight is going up not not drastically when I think about it it feels like drastically because it's I started out around one what was it technically around 142 around 142 or so and now I'm at 144 which kind of feels like a lot to go up in a week knowing that in a week how much muscle are you gonna gain not a heck of a lot like I'm counting on maybe I'm I'm targeting trying to gain about half a pound a month so in a week uh, maybe a quarter of that so whatever that maths out to is probably what I'm what I'm hoping to and if all things are good if, if all circumstances go my way that's what I'm counting on so to go up two pounds in a week does sound like a lot but again rebound weight so anyway uh bottom line so far so good and i'll check in when there's more to add to this actually one thing i should add thinking about it is cardio 
So I've been trying to do uh, moderate, kind of low-intensity cardio every day. I just want to get my... Um, well, I'm doing cardio for many reasons. For One reason is to give myself more calories that I can potentially eat because because I've been so hungry and the other and general health of course and and I do want to keep my capacity up my capacity for cardio up so that when I am doing more cardio that I can do it better and uh, yeah so I've been doing I've been doing about about 30 minutes of sort of low to moderate cardio every day basically so this log I don't know how long it's gonna go I don't know how long I'm going to continue in this method because obviously building muscle is a slow arduous process I mean I don't know I don't want to do a one hour kind of podcast and say yeah 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 I'm, I'm, I'm up you know a quarter of a pound or whatever I don't know how much benefit there will be in that but Anyway, we'll, we'll see. I'll have to think think about that. I had a kind of an interesting sobering thought though today. Well, first of all, I'll say that one thing I've noticed is since I've been keeping lean, but starting to, I, I have noticed I'm starting to get a little bit stronger, a little bit, and nice full muscles. My confidence has been through the roof. So that is an amazing thing to feel because this sobering thought I had today was that I realized we're basically living in the Lion King and Scar and his hyenas are running the show right now. They are in control. They are suppressing and censoring and compelling the strong ones and using sort of their might of their um, I guess institution of power to impose their will on us and then the and the hyenas are just kind of sitting and laughing and stupidly being part of the problem and being part of the mob that is overrunning things by sheer volume of people and the strong have to stay strong and it is an encouraging thought to me to realize to be confident that I'm on the right side here and I get reminders of this frequently and my role in the union is <laughs> it makes those very frequent because I see this a lot and I think to myself, these people, no one envies them. No one wants to be those fat slobs who are trying to, you know, force their will on people. And so it is, it is a nice thought. One thing I will say, I mentioned in the podcast recently, my wife and I have been participating in a million step challenge. She has surpassed me. Um, good for her. She surpassed me and I, th I believe she's actually hit her million. So I'm, I'm going to go get her a little surprise for that. It is now December 3rd. So I'm basically ending week two. 
Um, so as far as uh, how it's been progressing along in terms of my, my results, it's, it's been funny because my, like for example, yesterday I ate a little bit more than, my target right now is around 2,100 calories. Yesterday I had 2,400, okay? But the thing is I can tell myself, ah, I'm still looking quite lean, I'm looking good. My Even my wife's commenting that my muscles are like bulging now. Um, so I'm looking good. I'm looking how I want to be looking. And so I seem to be putting on the muscle I want to put on. Yesterday in my bench press, my I did actually increase my, my uh, workload. So everything's going more or less according to plan. But just weird things happen. Like, like I say, yesterday I had uh, 2,400 calories. My weight went down. Um, so there's weird anomalies with your weight all the time. Uh, not overly concerned about it but it's it is harder it is a weird different challenge I've been managing my hunger a lot better I've been trying to include more fiber include more um, protein with my carbs and as I said prioritizing protein uh, before carbs and water and been I've been doing cardio very regularly I've been quite good about that just to the main reason is <laughs> so I can increase how many how much I get to eat and uh, and also help with the keeping lean and also helping with the keeping my heart health good and hopefully helping also with my cardiovascular um, capabilities so yeah, it's um, I have to say it's it's so far it's been going quite well at this point. I feel I'm just kind of tweaking things. Um, I, I'm trying to t tweak my my sleep as well, and my recovery and my stress levels, and manage those. Uh, some of the kind of underlying things that make huge differences, but sometimes get a little forgotten about. My wife actually put a pretty interesting question to me last night. She was, as I said, mentioning about my muscles and how they're looking bigger and all that stuff. And, and she said, what are you going to do with these muscles? And she, I, she has this way of asking questions that are cute and funny, and but they really make me think. And I was, of course, thinking about this and thinking, it's not the first time I've thought about it, but again, it got my brain thinking, well, what am I going to do with this? And one of the things I've been thinking about is that the importance of putting yourself in a position to help people who would benefit from your help, which obviously is different from <laughs> those people who give unsolicited advice. I get that. But being approachable, being trying to help others learn from your mistakes and from your non-mistakes. I guess, but that to me is a big part of it. Of course, as, as well as, of course, just, I love, I love how I feel. I love the confidence that being bigger and stronger has made me feel, even though it's, it's not huge, but the, the, with the leanness and the muscle fullness, you just feel so confident and, and almost unstoppable in a way. And it makes you confident in basically all areas of your life. So of course that is huge. That's an amazing feeling, but also the desire to want to help others, you know, that's, I suppose that in a way that's always sort of been a part of my 
life is this desire to when when I've had exciting accomplishments wanting others to be able to feel that excitement too and also I suppose it can't be understated the the feeling of sensing that people are looking at you with admiration now obviously who knows what they're actually thinking maybe they're just thinking I'm a huge asshole but uh, you know, you, you get that sense that, that you just have the respect and admiration of people. Speaking of respect, I think I'm going to do a separate whole podcast about this, but we just had a recent lesson from Alec Baldwin on how to not earn anybody's respect, which is crazy. I've not talked about this re, uh, on my podcast at all because it's one of those things that I just, I want to, I've steered clear of because I think it demonstrates the tribalism that we're having right now. And I don't like that. I've been very clear that I don't like the divisiveness and we're seeing people from the right pouncing on this. And we're seeing people from the left pouncing on this, trying to push this as a, look how evil guns are. The Alec Baldwin didn't kill her. The gun did. And you're seeing people from the right saying, Look at this left-wing nut and how he's all this and and it's he claims he didn't mean to kill her, but did he? It's I don't know. I just I think it's stupid. I think from all sides it's stupid, so I've kept out of it. But he decided to go on to ABC and whose track record? Let's not talk about that right now. Um, decided to say. I didn't pull the trigger. It wasn't me. I, I'm not at fault. What a great lesson on how to not take responsibility. Anyway, that's all I'll say on that. Like I say, I'll probably make a separate podcast. In fact, it's probably going to come out before this one does. So, you, yeah. It's now December 7th, so I'm into what is what I decided was going to be the sort of uh, true gaining part of my program so the way I designed it I wanted about two weeks of sort of a buffer period I guess where I tried to um, manage the rebound weight but I knew that 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 was the rebound weight period of time and so in that time period I've gained about between five to six pounds so which actually over two weeks, it does sound like a lot probably, but it's actually not terrible considering the the second cut of this year, I gained nearly eight pounds in about a week. That was directly following my first peak week attempt of the year. And so obviously there was a lot of glycogen regain and that kind of stuff. Because um, I was obviously still figuring out how to make peak week work. I mean, it's still... It's still something I'm not perfectly um yeah I mean I don't think I don't think even after dozens of tries you know you hear it's still the process of experimentation but anyway so I'm now into the real thing the real thing begins so now I'm really I get it's it's not that now now I can add more and more calories but now my hope is that the gains that I make are actually slower because in, in terms of weight because I want these to be the true muscle uh, gains. So I've got to continue to manage my calories 
And um, so another thing that I'm going to be working on is that's kind of new is I, I'm going to be experimenting now with a new progression model. I'm going to call it that because the I'm the way my workouts are designed. I want I want to uh, build in progression, but you're not going to progress. You know. Uh, like every week necessarily certainly not in every way and I'm looking at different ways I can experiment with trying to facilitate progress with, with my workouts um, so the way that I'm going to work on try to do it now is and I might change this up but it's I think it's kind of a cool idea so I've basically got uh, it's a four-day split to start with. Day one is chest and biceps. Day two is legs. Day three is uh, delts and um, triceps. Day four is back. So four, four training days. Um, I actually do, since I train generally, except on deload weeks, generally five days a week. So whatever I do on Monday, I'll do again on Friday. So it's it's a pretty, it's an enjoyable work uh, um, program that I really like. What I do is I have two variations of each training day workout a and workout b we'll say so in the example of say chest chest and biceps so workout a i'll start off with i i, I do blocks so i'll do two sets of my first movement which is bench press and that's the one i really want to have progress on i really want to every week do either more sets or or sorry more reps or more weight and then, so two sets of six to eight is the rep range I like for that, just because you can do it relatively heavy, but still safe. And then, um, and then I'll do my first bicep movement, same rep range, everything. So two sets of six to eight for, and again, going for progress. Next movement, what I'll, it'll be the same move, same movement. But I'll just I'll uh, decrease the weight and I'll be going for eight to ten and and that so that'll so it'll be again bench press and whatever curl variation I did um, uh, so it'll be um, eight about eight to ten reps for that second set now I'll often kind of superset those two together then I'll change up the movement and I'll do something like two sets for uh, ten to twelve reps some some kind of chest movement uh, followed by some kind of bicep movement then I finish it off with if I've got time I do both but if not I just do the uh, chest move of um, what I do is I, I start I do um, actually I should have mentioned that in the in, in all of these sets so far that I mentioned what I do is the first set is I, I do my, my normal rec range. Typically, the second set, I'll drop the weight down by about 10% if I'm within that rep range. Um, if it's if not, like if I muck it up, say it's too heavy, then, well, then I'll, I'll definitely decrease the weight. If it's too light, say I get like over 8, I might keep it the same. But generally speaking, what I do is, um, is I drop the weight down by, give or take, about 10%. For each set um, for, for the second set um, what I do at the end is I do something a little bit different I keep the weight the same so I'll do something that I can do for about 15 reps 
and then rest and then the next set I keep the weight the same but go for fewer reps I do that about four times um, so about 15 reps for the first one maybe 12 for the next 10 for the the one after that that kind of thing and I do about four sets of that using the same weight um, it's just a different kind of way to fatigue it like so um, that that would typically be what workout a looks like now workout B is the one that's supposed to sort of facilitate the progression and at this point in time what I'm trying is something kind of cool I'm gonna be trying some heavy ones so what I'll do is I'll take my heaviest weight on from workout a and I'll add 10% to that but only do one rep and rest and then do that about three times and then I'll do something similar so that's sort of to help the the momentary strength just to get that up a little bit 10% might not be enough I don't know I haven't done it yet I might need to increase it more because obviously that's way below your one rep max um, I might need to increase it more or increase the, the number of reps I don't know I might have to tweak that one a little bit um, but then what I'll do is I'll um, I'll, I'll do something similar to what I did at the end of that block where I'll do something I can I can do comfortably for 15 reps and do that and then keep the weight the same but decrease the the number of repetitions and the idea there I want to also increase my um, cardiovascular ability or, or my metabolic uh, capacity so um, on on workout B so basically workout B I'm trying to facilitate um, or, or increase my momentary and cardiovascular capability on these movements I might change it up um, or if, if it doesn't work what I might actually do is I might add a workout C that incorporates different angles and supporting movements and um, and filling the gaps and that kind of thing we'll see um, I'll, I'll check back in with that but that's basically the plan so quick update to my progression model I'm trying to make this as comprehensible as possible because I understand it's it's a little bit complex so in addition to the kind of workout a and B model um, one thing that occurred to me that I should mention is eating is part of it too making sure that I'm eating enough and that's been easier said than done um, it's, it's a weird balance it really is a weird balance because as I was saying at the start of this I was feeling very hungry while um, still eating in a surplus now I'm finding I, I, I understand that idea of feeling the need to almost force feed because I've increased my calories my I was I increased it from like I started out around 1800 I increased it to 2100 then 2200 and then the last couple days I was at 2400 I spent two days at 2400 and went down in weight so I'm like okay I'll increase it 25 uh, yesterday I was I estimated around 25 although my wife gave me a cake for completing my a million step challenge I was participating in so I estimated it around 2,500, but I think it was a little bit more. It still went down in weight. So again, trying to 
eat enough has proven to be a little bit more difficult than it was at first. But it's weird. You've got to eat enough, but not too much. It's it's hard to find that line. It really is. So, I mean, that's the challenge of it. That's the fun of it. And the thing is, eventually I'm going to find that line. I'm going to go over it. And then I'm going to eat myself sort of, or, or eat and train myself up into that um, food, into that caloric number, and then I'll need to increase it more. So anyway, um, but that, that is part of the progression model. That is an extremely important part of it. Also, so I did yesterday for the first time the ones training, and I think that went really, really well. Thing is that I, I added something kind of onto that, where what I did was for bench press when I was doing it, I did my ones and then, and what I, what I liked about that was it wasn't my one rep max that I used for weight. It was just a little bit more than what I used for sixes. So I quite capable of doing it. So there's no kind none of that kind of dread that you're going to die or anything like that. Um, and then what I did was I did some top partials at the end of each set. And, um, when I was doing it for biceps, I was doing alternating dumbbell curls again very very heavy one set and then what I do is um, and actually those were heavy enough that I only could do one one full set and then I did one cheat so I, I cheated it up cheated the dumbbells up and then very slow controlled negative so it was a combination of cheating and negatives in there well not I wouldn't say foolishly slow but like slow and control fairly slow slower than like on on a normal say set because i normally have controlled negatives but this was even a little bit slower so uh so i guess that's kind of the little minor adjustment and, and addition to this um progression model and as i said i know it's going to evolve over time but this is how it stands now and it works but if it doesn't it's it's so hard to say what exactly which one of these little components didn't work because as I say I was be since I'm going down in weight it's like it could well be that I just simply haven't been eating enough so it's like there's not a lot of sense in changing up the model the training model when the food numbers uh, when the food isn't there so Anyway, that's that's that for now. So it's now, I don't know, I think December 10th. It's pretty early in the morning, about to go to the gym. I'm just waiting for my car to warm up. Um, I had a weird little thought this morning. And it's another one of those things where it's it's a little bit unrelated to training. In a way, it's not, though. The more I think about it. It actually can relate quite nicely. Huh. I think this is going to wind up being an entire episode because I'm thinking about the idea of discomfort. And the reason I was thinking about this is because I had to go outside and scrape my car in the cold. And I was like, oh man, this really sucks. This is quite uncomfortable. And I was thinking about the fact that, you know, we live in a time where where people, some people, would want the, the, the come upcoming generation, really, is who I'm talking about. A lot of them would want to be like, 
kind of telling Mother Nature she has to conform to them because they are slightly uncomfortable with, you know, having to go out and scrape their car and things like this. And, and it's this weird, bizarre twisting of reality for one thing and twisting of trying to tell everyone else and everything else that they have to conform to their personal levels of comfort. And I was thinking about this, I, not for very long, like this was just minutes ago. And I was thinking about, I've talked in the past about my objections to forcing vaccines into people who have decided against them. Uh, and even as a vaccinated person, I don't think, I made that choice of my with my free will. If it was forced on me, I don't think I'd stand by it. Um, but it's that same kind of mentality, that same kind of mentality that says everyone else should conform to what makes me feel more comfortable. It's a very weak-willed thing. Because if you're wanting everyone else to conform to you, what's left for you to do? It's not saying that I have to, you know, pull up my socks and do the work. It's saying everyone else has to do it. It's a pretty... It's a pretty limiting belief, I have to say. Like, people who take it on, and, and the worst part is, people who take it on, I mean, they're, they're holding themselves back, and worse still, they probably don't even know it. They probably, probably don't even realize that they've, they're holding on to these beliefs. So that's today's weird little thought. Like I said, I don't know. It's another one, like I was mentioning the whole Baldwin thing and the not taking responsibility. It's another one that I think could almost do with an entire episode of its own. And maybe as I'm, maybe I'll think a bit more about that and elaborate. Uh, December 16th, quick update today. I talked earlier about my role in the union. Well, I've decided to step down from that role. I said I'll ride it out for the rest of this year, um, which is, you know, a couple weeks, and then I'm, I'm done. I've decided I'm beating my head against the wall too much. It's, there just comes a point where it's like you give up on people, and that's kind of what I feel it's come to with them. I don't think I'm making a difference anymore. Um, I am getting them angry. I suppose that's fun, but it's not worth the turmoil that's putting myself and my family through to try to fight with these people constantly. And that's what it is. Um, it's kind of too bad because I was, in a sense, looking forward to it. The, the aggressive side of me was looking forward to going into a room and for, for the, uh, I mentioned before, there was a face-to-face -face coming up in Vancouver, going in and basically fighting them putting them in their places and that kind of stuff but that's not worth the difficulty it would put through my family and my wife was really she was getting a bit of anxiety about the idea of me being away for a week and that's understandable I mean we're we've been together for a few years now but even still we're crazy about each other and and I understand that and it's it's not worth me going away just for that, just to be a pain for these guys and make no difference in the process. So um, that's the one thing going on. The other thing, holy shit, 
I just woke up to this email. It's a, a refund from Cineplex. Tomorrow is my son's birthday. He's really looking forward to that Spider-Man movie, so I bought him tickets. It's coming out on his friggin' birthday. So, in advance, uh, as soon as tickets were made available, I bought tickets. Well, the government of New Brunswick here has decided that movie theaters can only be at half capacity. But that's as of midnight. That's on, so after midnight after this on Friday, so basically Saturday morning. So why they decided to cancel for a restriction that's not even in place, I don't know who to be pissed off here at. Okay, they've ruined my, my son's birthday, and, and thanks, we didn't even contact you, just here you go, here's your refund, no explanation, nothing. And the money's not even back in my bank account yet, I confirmed that, so... that. But that part I don't even care about, it's that... Okay, thanks. Thanks for ruining my son's birthday, you idiots. And over what? Over the government's restrictions based on Omicron. However the fuck you pronounce that. The, you know, the, the, that variant that does nothing. But they've decided to try to create panic over still. So, it's shoulder and triceps day. I think I'm, I'm about to go into the gym and have a workout. I think I'm going to be a little bit angry for that. <sighs> it's Friday, December 17th, so a couple little things. First of all, it's my son's birthday today. I think the whole thing with the movie tickets got sorted out. They called me and they said they were rebooking me, although that being said, I actually did see the refund come in, so I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully it's sorted out. I'd like for his birthday to not be spoiled, um, but otherwise it's been good day so far. I mean, uh, the, the weather is absolutely ridiculously gorgeous. There was a bit of sprinkling of rain and there was this rainbow this morning that was spectacular. I mean, normally I'm not one day it's like rainbow or whatever, but it was unreal. Like the colors were super crisp. Everything was quite cool. Uh, today I was training my back. It was the heavy day, heavy lifting day, which involves some rack pulls for my traps and that. And I was, I, I don't know, one of the things that I was kind of thinking about today is just that when when you get serious about wanting to transform your physique you almost have to accept that calorie control is going to be uh, necessary the reason I was thinking about this I started I don't know why but I thought about this article Tom Venuta wrote and it was more or less about the idea that Greg Doucette talks about which is main gaining and Tom Venuto lays out in this the basically the six different methods you can go about attempting to build muscle and and I mean it's a great article it's one I would recommend everyone reads when you're thinking about what to do and how to approach it um, but spoiler alert all six of them involve some kind of calorie control that's what it all comes down to and it's so you, you get basically every extreme within there whether you want to um, use a caloric deficit and basically diet and try to build muscle that way whether you want to try to be around maintenance whether you want to try to a, a small sub surplus or a huge surplus or I guess there's bulking which is not necessarily controlling calories it's just eating everything in sight 
And this article more or less helped me determine what I was going to do, which was to go for the lean gain option, which is to basically try to have a surplus, always be in a surplus, but a very slight surplus. So I guess what occurred to me is that when you're dieting, there's always sort of a, a floor and a ceiling on calories where below the certain, if and, and that window closes, it gets smaller and smaller uh, depending on how precise you need to be, but also depending on the phase you're in. So for me now, that ceiling has shifted quite a bit. When I was dieting, it's like the, the floor is pretty constant. It's like below, I don't know, like a thousand calories, your body's going to sabotage itself. You're not going to be healthy. You're not going to, you're going to be hungry all the time. You're, it's just simply not good. But the, the ceiling is is basically your maintenance at that point when you're dieting. So the window in between there is fairly broad. And there's obviously a sort of sweet spot you're trying for, but, but it's a pretty broad window. But now the floor is my maintenance. The floor is my maintenance calories and the ceiling is quite a bit closer to that floor now. So it's, it's basically the gap is narrowed anyway. So this is the thought more or less that, that was coming to me. And, and I think it's an important one to accept in the pursuit of actually uh, wanting to have changes in your body. So managing calories is obviously important. Perhaps equally important is managing expectations. Because if you seem to think that, you know, actually a good example that comes to mind is Conor McGregor. He uh, He's recoming, uh, returning from injury. And he said, you know, over two months I gained like 36 pounds. Articles like this are popping up on, on my news feed. And it's like, no, no. If someone's looking at that and thinking, oh, I can train like Conor McGregor and, and I'll gain 36 pounds in two months, you know, uh, that's that's ridiculous. Um, so having realistic expectations and why that's important is because if you, if you think you're going to gain 36 pounds of muscle in a couple months, you're going to eat to accommodate that, which will mean like, you know, whatever, thousand calorie surplus every single day or whatever no you're just going to get fat so understanding the rate at which is realistic to expect um, muscle gain lean muscle gain then you can have your calories kind of reflect that and and be a little bit more maybe to be on the safe side understanding yeah there will probably be some gain but anyway the point is manage expectations actually a further slight update to the movie ticket situation um, actually, I just had to go do a quick errand, and the movie theater was right there, so I popped in, double-checked that the movie tickets wouldn't be an issue, because I was concerned because I saw the refund, but yet the guy I was talking to said he had set it up for me. So, anyway, um, I went in, uh, just as they opened, actually, and I saw the guy at the front door, and, and he was the one I was talking to, and he said, oh yeah, it's taken care of, uh, you did get a refund, but I'm not going to charge you for the tickets, so... That's customer service for you. I feel very happy about that. And and he's like, I and he said something along the lines of like, I, I hope your son enjoys his birthday. It meant a lot to me. That kind of service does. It seems to me that the cancellation was done from above their local level. And uh, they made it right. They really made it right um, in a huge way. So that um, that's quite nice. So it's December 18th now, um, 
day after my son's birthday, day before my mom's birthday, uh, day before huge, actually no day of huge Christmas dinner with the family. Whew. I'm about to head off on the six hour round trip to go pick up my daughter from school. Um, so my son's birthday was a pretty rousing success. Uh, he actually had a great time and the movie situation worked out well so we saw the new spider-man movie he and i and um i think he really liked it although he ranked it he he likes ranking movies and as far as spider-man movies he ranked it below the sam raimi ones uh, those are his favorites the first two and then he liked the second uh tom holland movie next the one with mysterio and then this one so i guess this slots into about number four for him bit higher for me um spider-man 2 is my favorite spider-man movie it's one of my all-time favorite movies i think it's amazing um this movie was i it was probably my second favorite spider-man one actually i thought it was really good i thought it tied up it's loose ends that didn't even necessarily needed to be tied up now that being said of course it's hollywood and they couldn't help themselves but do a couple and it's marvel and they couldn't help themselves from doing a couple little things not going to spoil anything here. Don't worry. Well, maybe I will. I don't know. Maybe I will. Anyway, um, by the time this episode comes out, you, you, anyone interested probably will have seen it anyway. So whatever. But the one thing, um, the one thing that's, uh, let's see, I, I won't say too much about this, except that I didn't like the ending. I thought they made it confusing as Marvel sometimes does, like those who saw, I can't remember which, if it was Endgame or um, Infinity War, which one of those it was that did all the weird time travel stuff that just seemed cool, but it kind of, when you took a few seconds and thought about it, it didn't really make sense. They kind of did something like that, and that was the, like, climax. That was the, the ultimate, like, thing was doing something that kind of raised more questions than it answered, and so it kind of annoyed me a bit because at the moment where you were supposed to be at the height of emotion and everything, I was like, wait, what? And it wasn't just a, it was more of just a, no, 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 because you've just created problems. You've just made something that doesn't make sense if you really think about it. And so that kind of annoys me when they do that. And, and just to kind of, I don't know if it's in efforts to be unpredictable or because you do want to be unpredictable and create something that they're not necessarily anticipating, which you probably wouldn't anticipate this because it's so out there. But it also, and I know it's, again, not to spoil too much, but it is more or less in an effort to kind of do something of a, a, a soft reboot in a way, it's something to, that, that can kind of push the series and the franchise in a slightly different direction but again it just raises so many questions that just it, it doesn't work for me I think they could have found a better way to shove it in that direction the other thing was that and this is a, maybe a minor it's kind of a spoiler basically let's just say there's a bunch of bad guys in it and rather than killing them off they want to save them so the way they're going to save them is injecting them with very various serums. So this to me is, it kind of played as something of a, a kind of allegory to the vaccines we're seeing today. Kind of, but not really. 
Um, but the thing is, the idea is the, the villains, they don't want to be saved. So the good guys, they have to basically inject them against their will with these serums. So that, to me, is an allegory that I think will fly over a lot of people's heads. I don't think they'll see it, and maybe it's just because it's on my mind and I'm reading that into it, and I don't friggin' trust Hollywood these days, and I find them a bunch of extreme leftists who are pushing their crazy ideology and their wokeism and all this in virtually everything they do. So I'm sort of... I've, I've got my radar up for that kind of thing. So... So when I saw this idea that they're, they've, they've got the good guys forcing serums or vaccines or whatever you want to call it into bad guys to save them, my first thought was, was like, uh, so you're kind of, in a sense, saying that, that it makes you heroic to put, to inject people against their will. That's kind of what you're saying. The allegory, if that's what they're doing, kind of does fall apart because, on the other hand, like we know with the COVID vaccines, they're trying to force it into healthy people, not sick people. Um, but it might be there. It might be intentional. It might not. It's hard to say. Um, but anyway, that that was my takeaway from the movie. As I say, I'm uh, off to Halifax now to go pick up my daughter. So uh, that's pretty much it for today. December 20th update. So um, I train at the gym these uh, at work these days. So my normal routine is I go to the gym and then I come upstairs for my shift at work. Um, <laughs> just I guess because of the Omicron they've decided to reduce to minimal staff so no one come into the building unless you're required to be there um, work from home otherwise which I learned upon arriving after my workout today so basically I'm again without a gym nice way to finish off the year uh the the commercial gyms i mean there hasn't been a need for me to have a membership to them so i haven't but also the thing is the commercial gyms are demanding are required now to have proof of vaccination which it's like i this has been why i've been avoiding movie theaters why i've been avoiding restaurants because it's like my medical information is none of your business and I don't feel it is ethical to demand that of people. Just physical distance. Like, I understand. Be responsible, but don't be invasive on people's rights and and and, and don't separate people and divide them and, say, and ostracize them for choosing what drugs they want in their body. I'm just against that philosophy in that mindset I mean I had the conversation with my mother-in-law yesterday and and I said look with this whole thing I'm my I'm aware that I have an emotional reaction to this to this vaccine requirement so on my long trip to pick up my daughter I was thinking about it and I was trying to think okay is is this just an emotional reaction or Am I right? Am I wrong? Should I rethink my position on this? And 
what I came to think about was that, well, as a society, we have boundaries and restrictions. And, and one of the, the fundamental things be, that you want in a civilized society is that their citizens do not violate one another. So the question has to be, which is the greater violation of a person? Person A, we'll say, who doesn't want to get vaccinated um, and they inadvertently, this is assuming vaccines work perfectly and, and they stop the spreading, by the way. But person A who decides they don't want the vaccine and they inadvertently get it and inadvertently, not deliberately, inadvertently, um, give it to a vaccinated person, which is, again, crazy because that assumes both the vaccine does work and that it doesn't work. But again, so this person inadvertently getting sick and spreading the vaccine, the, the disease, or person B who is forcing a drug into person A that they don't want. Which is the greater violation? And to me, it's quite clear. So on a logical level, my position makes sense, as well as an emotional level. So, so basically, long story short, I don't have a gym to end the year. Um, I'm going to have to think it through. Think if... Think what I'm going to do, how, how I'm going to deal with this situation. Uh, do I just cave and give the a gym, a commercial gym, my vaccine status. I mean, I caved when it came to my son's birthday and I took him to the movie. I broke my own rules a little bit so that he could have that as part of his birthday. Do I do this? Do I submit? I don't know. I actually don't know what I should do here. It's now December 21st. Um, so I bit the bullet. I showed the gym my papers and got a membership just for a month we'll see how it goes the tricky thing is with changing gyms is that my, my program one of the key aspects to it is progress and it's harder to ensure that when you're when you switch to a different gym just because the equipment's slightly different everything's slightly different and it's it takes a bit of time to get acclimatized to a new environment uh, the other side of it is is that sometimes, well, probably most people listening to this know that in commercial gyms, it's not always guaranteed necessarily that the equipment you want will be available when you want it. So that might become an issue. I know it's a huge luxury I have enjoyed. This is what the whole pandemic's been about is enjoying things and then having them being take those things being taken away from you that you start taking for granted maybe maybe this is a good lesson not to take things for granted but um but yeah that's that's the nature of the beast it's been something i've, I've been able to have the luxury of because at work usually i'm alone in the gym because i train so early in the morning and before my shift when no one else is there or if there is there's like only one or two people there and it's never been a problem or never been a usually never been a problem um whereas commercial gyms like i say you you never know when the say squat rack is going to be ready or, or available for you if it's going to be available when you want it um but I, it, it was it was a huge moral dilemma and it bothered me all day but in the end it's like what else can i do i mean 
don't really have a lot of good alternate options at the moment. And um, the other thing is I was, I was actually toying with the idea. I was like, well, for the rest of the year, I'm still the union rep because I don't officially end the position until the end of the year. I could just go into the into work and do some union work and use the gym while I'm there. Well, that option was taken away as well because um, they actually sent out a message. What they did before was they said, okay, well, you, you can't enter the building unless you need to be here and there's only two people allowed in the gym. Well, they updated that yesterday and said, well, no, the gym's actually closed now until... January 17th so basically for a month so at which point they'll reassess and you never know what that's going to mean so yeah so um, in a few minutes I will be heading out uh, I'm going to leg day uh, first day back in uh, this commercial gym in several months I mean this I, I joined this gym well, it's the one I talked about it earlier in the year. I, I joined it actually right around my birthday because um, because at that point in time I was upset because the, the gym at work said even if you're alone in the gym you have to wear a mask while working out, which was so stupid. And so I just I joined this gym for a while, but I haven't. Uh, so I joined them for a few months. So that would have been March, April, May. So it's probably been since about June since I've been to this one. Uh, so I'm I'm going back and. Uh, starting right into leg day and uh, I was I was toying with the idea of doing something that would be a little bit easier to work myself into than a and leg day because those are always intense uh, but I figured no the, the whole point of this is to disrupt my program and my plan as little as possible so leg day it is December 22nd just finished up my second workout at the commercial gym it's become a very very apparent very quickly that yeah switching gyms makes progression difficult so I'm going to or at least measuring progression obviously there's the whole thing which I believe is obviously true that muscles don't know what weights are on the side of it but still there should be a concerted effort towards progression to make sure you're pushing yourself um, into new strength territory so I will have to figure out a way to accommodate that probably what I'm gonna have to do is restructure my workout slightly to reflect what's at the gym and where my strength is as far as that I might even have to spend a, a day on each body part kind of getting my baseline numbers which would be a little bit annoying because I already went through that process but yeah at, at the other gym that I now can't go to so anyway I, it is what it is I guess it's as I said before it's not a sprint it's a marathon so I guess it's beneficial to make sure you're doing it right it's just a little bit a little bit annoying to have to do what feels like a bit of a step back December 23rd, back in the gym today again. Today was back day. It was a good workout. It was more the uh, the volume work, not the super duper heavy, although I did a little bit of heavy stuff. I did some uh, 
some power shrugs with the uh, trap bar. Um, it's always a bit awkward to do that kind of thing in the commercial gym because it's like, where do you do it? Do you set up at the squat rack? Do you set up like in the middle of the floor? Like, where do you do it? So, but whatever, just, I just decided I don't give a shit. I'm just doing what I want to do and that's it. Um, which kind of leads me to what I wanted to talk about today because it really occurred to me today. I've, I've had the luxury over the last few months anyway of being able to work out uh, at, at the gym at work and sort of on my own terms do what I want to do there's rarely any other people there at the same time as I go and you get into your head you get into pattern and and routine that works for you and you like and so I forget a little bit about the kind of gym culture and how I know it's intimidating for some people and even for myself I found myself a little bit uncomfortable at times today because you get you kind of get extremes of everything you get a few of the people who are like they're a little bit older and they're just there casually they they just go on the treadmill and then maybe a couple weird cable movements that they don't really know how to do properly and then then you get the people who are, are fanatics about whether it's fitness or cross fitness or whatever it is um, and, and they're there all the time it seems and, and that's kind of their life and I guess what they love most and they 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 can be a little bit intimidating to people on the other extreme you know and um, and then you get the kind of I don't know what would you call them the the doofus eager, overly eager, usually teenage boys who are, you know, trying to show off or whatever, and uh, they're a bit annoying, and then, and then you get the, the guy coming in who always smells like weed, who is quite irritating, and then you get, you know, people who don't know gym etiquette, and they're getting in your way, or leaving weights lying around, or whatever, and um, it's, <laughs> you get all kinds, you get all kinds, and then you get a few people in the middle who are just kind of like, um, what would you call it, recreational bodybuilders or whatever, um, you get all kinds, and it's, it's hard to identify where you see yourself on that spectrum, which one of them do you fall into, you know, and, and, um, Zumba girls, I guess, chucking them in there as well too. <laughs> yeah, so you can, I, I can see how you know it. It makes it a bit of a deterrent for some people, and to me anyway, it just speaks to the importance of finding a program and a routine and whatever that really works for you. You know, because I've made incredible progress in the last number of months and had the luxury of not needing, not being in the position where you're kind of looking around and seeing at the people in your surroundings and I'd say when I last came, went to this gym versus where I am now I think I've come a long way, I think well I've noticed the eyes on me, but people wonder, you know, I'm 
probably wonder what is this guy doing and those types of things and it's like I don't know I'm not the strongest guy in the gym but I'm just training the way that I enjoy training and I'm also not fanatical about how I look I'm also not on drugs um, so I'll never be the biggest guy there either but uh, I guess it speaks to the importance of consistency and striving for progress I mean obviously I was thinking about this today too is that it's it's hard progress troop in the truest sense with you know consistent form and everything can be it's a slow process it's hard to increase strength a measurable amount especially when you realize that you know you might have an off day or whatever and you, you just don't get to the numbers you want but I do like one philosophy Ben Pakalski talked about, which is that your muscles don't know the numbers on the weights. Now that that's good and bad, depending on how you apply it, because I I do think sometimes we can get caught up in the idea that of of feeling the muscle so much that we put progression and strength gains aside and tend to forget them. No, you should still be focused on that, but. I think just not get too bogged down if if you miss your projected numbers that week or don't quite get the progress you thought you should have. So, one more workout till Christmas. The wind is crazy today. What else? I uh, binge watched the first season of The Witcher the last couple days, and because we're interested in watching the, my wife and I interested in watching the second season so we just started it we're about uh, what one either one and a half or two and a half episodes and I can't remember I think two and a half but anyway it's, it's alright so far it's a little bit different feel but then again they're not doing the timeline thing quite the same as they did in the first season so it's alright it's going it's pretty good so far trying to watch as many Christmas specials as I can and trying to get in the spirit of it. My daughter and I watched something like six South Park Christmas episodes the other day. That was fun. Still got a couple more of those to go. What else? Last night my CPAP machine was disrupting my wife, so I had to sleep on the couch. wasn't the best sleep of my life. Although one of my cats decided to snuggle up with me, so that was kind of cute. Con considering that, my, my workout today was surprisingly good. Anyway, I think the prevailing thought in my head is the importance of focusing on yourself, focusing on your own program. When you start looking around, when you start getting caught up in externalities, I think uh, my feeling is that you don't advance yourself as much as you potentially could. That is my feeling. I mean, yes, sometimes it's nice to have a measuring stick to pit yourself against, but for the most part, I don't think it's terribly helpful. December 24th. And today, according to the scale, I'm up to 17% body fat. 
aka the place I wanted to be. Well, the, the, the sort of high point I wanted to be as far as fat percentage. Um, the holidays have been happy, I'll say, but I, I've been actually in the ballpark for calories where I wanted to be, which right now is between 27 to 2800. Um, so I want to keep it around there and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. Uh, I think it'll actually work out pretty well if I just kind of keep the calories about the same and sort of grow into that. I think, uh, I think that might actually work really well. So actually, if this idea of eating myself into a certain uh, amount of food sounds weird, I'll just explain it briefly what I'm talking about, what I mean, um, because it might be apparent, but just in case, I know I've mentioned it a couple times, I've suggested it, that's probably what I'll do. So right now I'm targeting around 2,800 calories, which I figure to be around a two, 300 calorie, uh, calorie surplus per day well as I gain weight that surplus is going to be less and less and less until such time as that's essentially my maintenance and at that point I'll be doing or at least essentially striving to do what is the whole idea of gaintaining or maintaining or main gaining whatever um, where basically I'm eating at or around my caloric maintenance for a while and then you know obviously I'll, I'll notice that I'm not gaining weight anymore and then you bump it up so that's kind of my plan is to basically just instead of incrementally increasing my calories just stay there for a while until such time as um, I, I find I'm not gaining weight anymore with any luck what I will actually find is when I'm hovering around that and it's closer to my maintenance level then I'll but my body fat percentage or, or ideally what will happen is I'll continue to gain lean mass but the fat I gain will be either less than the amount of lean gains or very little anyway so that ideally my my body composition will actually improve we'll see how it goes but that's kind of the plan I'm thinking right now because I am actually starting to get already I'm only like what a month into my program I'm like oh I don't like I don't like my seeing my abs disappear or whatever but that's how it goes Sunday December 26th now um, let's see Christmas was amazing uh, you know the times I get with my family are tend to be quite amazing and my wife has a way of making these things really special. I, it's, I normally take Sunday off the gym, but I'm actually going to go in today, do my, do my leg workout, get back to it. I'm kind of feeling, I'm kind of feeling ready to get back into it. I haven't been totally off my eating program, but it's been, it's been pretty relaxed lately we'll say and and the scale has been reflecting that um, so I'm just I'm just ready I'm just ready to get back into it um, after really only like a day or day and a half maybe off of my program um, what else yeah getting back into it uh, starting starting back with legs again it's kind of funny, a uh, video came up on my feed, Wayne Norton talking about 
Terkestrone, which I fairly recently did a uh, a blog. I don't know if you'd call it a review about because I have not used that supplement specifically and no intentions of using it. My main my main point was I didn't see it being a really a great benefit. Uh, his his review was even kind of more damning than mine. So he mentioned, as I mentioned, that it's like there these sterols are are there's insect sterols and as well as plant sterols and I guess they have that means they have a steroid like effect in plants and steroids and whatever. So people are thinking, oh, it must have the same effect in humans and whatever. Um, my experience with them in the past was other type ecti type supplements which um, looking back I'd say that the results have been middling and probably the benefits that I did experience from them had to do with the diet and the uh, training programming I was doing at the time um, interestingly he pulled up a study that that actually showed it was a more there there was I think one study that showed there might be anabolic effects to it one study uh, whereas any other studies involving it showed very uh, like no effects no no improvements uh, there was actually one where it showed and and this was by a researcher that he said he actually knows personally and respects their work her work and um, it actually showed it might inhibit. Um, not not necessarily muscle growth, but it's it inhibited the effects of leucine. I think is what it was. So leucine is is the um, it's it's one of the more uh, anabolic of the um, essential amino acids in that it kind of starts the uh, it was is always referred to as as the one that turns the ignition. It ignites. It uh, um, starts the process of muscle protein synthesis um, you need all the other um, all the other ones in place you need all the other ones in your bloodstream for it to actually do anything which is why BCAs alone are just kind of it's like the the analogy is yeah you can turn the, the key of, of the car but if there's no gas you're not going anywhere so so anyway um, but it apparently it uh, um, it reduced the effects that leucine had on muscle protein th synthesis or something weird like that so um, so it's just interesting because my my feeling was always that it would be very uh, no little to no effect probably not dangerous either though um, but it might actually um, impair muscle growth potentially interesting stuff uh, what else to say I don't know I don't know uh, as I say, I'm just ready to get into it. This uh, this particular um, log I've been doing of my, my first phase of a lean gaining thing, I'm going to be bring it to, bringing it to a close. I figure it'd probably be, probably be appropriate to do so at the end of this year, seeing as um, it's the end of the year, and uh, I think that'll put it to about an hour in length maybe a little bit more and it'll be fun to look back on and just say see what was going through my mind during my first phase of my first lean gaining program it's been helpful for me to do this just to keep my mind focused because 
it is a long slow process and having this little almost journal to follow what's going on and what I'm thinking and how I'm adjusting my program has been quite helpful for me so um, so yeah I'm, I'll draw it to a close I'll maybe do the same kind of thing starting in the new year uh, as I continue this lean gaining thing uh, what I will say is that I'm I think it's going to be a challenge for me to allow myself to continue with this program without wanting to hop into a cutting program because even already and starting to see my abs disappear it's like oh I want those back so but I also I know I do I don't want to go back and forth between programs so quickly that I don't allow myself to actually have make the gains I want and and establish those gains I think that's probably an important missing component and something that through my life as I've been going kind of yo-yoing back and forth between programs has probably held me back December 29th quick little update here so the year is coming to a close and this here log will probably or at least this phase of it will probably also be coming to a close so since getting back into it at uh, the start of this week I've actually struggled a little bit to get enough calories in the last few days I've been right around 21 2200 calories which I'm, I'm my goal as I just said was around 28 so I've been finding it harder because I am trying to get back into more clean eating so it's it's just interesting that those that it's now becoming the challenge to get enough food in so my weight has been going down which honestly I'm not too sad about uh, because I think I did gain a little bit more fluff than I wanted to so dipping down a little bit I know that the plan is to not do sort of not lose the momentum and, and keep in a steady gaining uh, place physiologically but um, I mean it is what it is I, I, I like being lean so anyway uh, so I've been off work since oh geez December what I don't know somewhere around the 20th and I'm off until I, I'm not off but on call until uh, January 17th at the earliest and so it's it's been a bit weird um, so I just actually got a text yesterday saying that uh, yesterday being what uh, Tuesday so Tuesday evening I was told that Thursday I'm to go in so but the what I had been doing when I was regularly able to go into work I'd go to the gym first and then do my shift no problem well, now the gym at closed. Uh, the gym at work is closed, so that's why I've been going to this commercial gym. So that kind of screws up my kind of schedule. So Thursday is going to be a little bit weird. As far as it, it just sucks when you're kind of not in a schedule, but supposed to do things according to a schedule. It's just really hard to, I don't know, to get into it. I think what I'm going to do tomorrow is I'm just going to do cardio before my shift because it'll be. It just, I mentally, I don't think I'll be able to get into a full-on 
good training day and I'm scheduled next for legs. Um, so I kind of rather do that when I'm fresh. So I'm off the next day anyway, actually on leave. So, so that's what I'm going to do, I think, is uh, just do just do some about like half an hour of cardio tomorrow morning, which will mean I'll have to, it'll, it'll be extra hard to hit my calories, but whatever, that's that's fine. December 31st, last day of the year, so I'm, I guess I'll wrap up this log here. Seems appropriate. It's running kind of long anyway. Ooh, what uh, updates? Well, today uh, was leg day, so I finished up the year on, uh, I do legs and traps together. I might be changing up my program a little bit, just it's, I find myself sometimes leaving wondering, did I do enough? Um, did I completely... I don't know, just did I do enough to, to elicit the kind of growth I want? And it, it's hard to know. Squat, squats are a difficult one to progress on because you've got such a range of motion involved that it's, you know, um, it's just a trickier one. And so I'm, I'm going to, I think I'm going to play with that a little bit. I was doing my ones today. I talked uh, previously that, that I wanted to use ones as a progression model but the tricky thing with that is that you do one rep and you're you're just trying to basically push more than you did on for like six or eight whatever but not your one rep max um it's just just to to, to get your muscles used to pushing more actual weight but then, but you're not. I'm not even close to fatigued. So what I've been doing with bench press is doing some some partials. At, uh, after that, kind of did that a bit today on squats. Did uh, one um, one rep and then and then a couple partials. But it's again, it's I don't know. I don't know if it's enough. I don't know if it's if it's the best way. I also did some. Uh, some overloading negatives on on the movements where you can because that's a tricky one too uh, I find that the the chest movements I can't do things like that well biceps I can you can overload them uh, like say do do two hands up and then one hand down something like that the same with like so with uh, leg extensions that kind of works anything where you sort of lock yourself in whereas with chest I find like I contort my body when I try that kind of thing so bottom line is I think I'm going to be changing it up a little bit I don't know it's it's so interesting like when you're there in the moment doing the workouts your mindset is so different from when you're just looking at it on paper and, and lots of workouts can look good on paper but then they don't quite translate in the gym so I need to sit down and really really think hard about how to do this um, and maybe I won't change it up too much I don't know we'll see we'll see what the new year brings uh, what else? Another one of my favorites recently has been doing overnight oats. So instead of my uh, protein shake and carb meal or whatever, I'll do overnight oats. I'll do like milk mixed with some whey and then put some oats in, leave it overnight. It's ready to go. When I was starting my fitness, I guess, journey at the start of this year, I just wanted to be in better shape by the end. Of the year than at the start and I think I did that. See you next year.